Welcome to Sister Hack. Do you crave candid conversation? And are you curious about how others deal with the details of work, home, family, and everything in between? Well, sisters Hannah and Rachel have conversations about the unspoken dynamics that drive our everyday lives. And we have more in common than you think. So when you listen to Sister Hack, you too can share hacks and laughs that help make this convoluted life a little funnier and a little more clear. So now introducing Hannah and Rachel. Welcome to our February episode. Wow, love that. Hey guys, welcome back. Good singing, sis. You should sing the whole intro. Um, I prefer not to. I've always been like embarrassed in my voice because I didn't really do much choir growing up. And the choir that we had at Mount Calvary was this kind of choir. <laughs> so I never really got to experience you know, lessons and the other kinds. Um, I felt bad because in our January episode, I said, if you guys couldn't tell, Hannah has a cold. But ironically, I was the one who sounded like I had a cold in the episode. Because well, yeah. Naturally nasal, naturally nasal. I think um, I didn't sound as bad as I expected. So I was, yeah. I was pretty pleased with that. A little tin canny, but we don't have all the high, t- high tech the microphones so a little tin candy thanks everyone for sticking with us and listening with us it's really um fun for us we hope you guys have fun and get something out of this podcast too yes and if you're new here this is sister hack podcast and i'm hannah and i'm rachel her sister her kid sister i think the point of our podcast i think is to look at a lot of um lessons in life through a sisterly lens. Uh, We're always trying to learn from experts and from each other. For sure. And detail, details of the dynamics. We love, yes, we love breaking it down. Break it down, break it down. Um, Today, we are going to be talking about relationships. And that's kind of just because in February, you know, month of love. But With our interviewees, we actually look almost at um, the single life through a different lens. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the idiosyncrasies that single people tend to experience. And I thought, Chach, that it would be fun for us to each talk about our first date with our husbands. Love it. You go first. Okay. First was longer ago it was long ago because i am a dinosaur <laughs> not really zach and i have just been together for a long time so we were 18 freshmen at concordia nebraska nobody had a car like it was a really big deal if you had a car one of my freshman friends on the cross-country team had a car but she like didn't want us to borrow it to go on a real date but she was willing her and some of my other freshman friends um, to help me blindfold Zach. And then we, we drove him around as if we were going somewhere, but really we just came back to the dorms. And then the friend with the car, along with some of the other freshman girl, cross country runner friends became our waitresses for a dinner that they prepared. <laughs> our day. And we tried to like pretend like we were the car. I mean, that seems like so much work. 
you know, that's this what wasn't I a first date though. This was like a couple dates in. This was like it's you know like what do you consider a date? But um, I know it was around. I think it was for his birthday, which is in February. So we'd been together for a few months. Um, I think the first time, like it was always like, can we get a car? You know, just like because in Seward there was only a couple restaurants, but it was a big deal to go to Lincoln. It's like thirty minutes away. Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And I do remember one time. Zach was talking about, you know, it's hard for us to ever go on a, a date in Lincoln because neither of us has a, have a car. And then this random girl was sitting at our table and I didn't know her name, but we were both like making fun of the cafeteria's broccoli. So we called each other broccoli, like just typical college stuff. And she's like, you can borrow my car. And Zach was like, okay. Are you like, thanks, Broccoli? I was like, Broccoli, thank you. Oh, my goodness. So we used Broccoli's car, and we went to Carabas. (laughs) (laughs) In Lincoln. Yeah. Very fancy. Wow. So, yeah, that's a little snapshot of 18-year-old Hannah and Zach. That's so 2006. Oh, yeah. So 2006. What about you? Um, Kyle and I's first date was to a Tigers game in Detroit. I remember um, we had known each other well, though. We had been working together for a while. So, um, yeah, it was fun. It was a Friday night. On Friday nights, they do fireworks. So very um, romantic. Yes. Wow. I don't honestly remember too many specifics about it. But fun fact, that ended up being the date that we got um, engaged on. It was May 24th. And he was like, what anniversary is this for us? Um, And I was like, oh, three years or four years or whatever it was. And he said, why don't we make it our forever-versary? Whoa, what a smooth talker. Yeah, he's a smooth smooth tiger. Oh, there you go. Nailed it. Tiger. Um, Yeah, but I like tiger games. I miss going to them. We try to go to a few a year. Just the vibes. I don't watch it. I don't watch a lick of it, but I'm enjoying the night. I actually, when I'm at Tigers games, um, you can see all the Detroit buildings in the horizon. And I like to Google, like, what's that building for? It's a few of them are abandoned. It's very fascinating to me. Um, Oh, I know the abandonment in Detroit is so fascinating to me too. I always like the house, the mansions, the burnout mansions. Sad, but fascinating sad but sign me up <laughs> sad but I'm interested I'm interested yes um well anyway I think we should get to our episode because we have some excellent guests and I think our audience will really enjoy um the show which is going to uh be pandemic dating the true rapid test all right we're back and in February oftentimes people talk about Valentine's Day. Well, we're not talking about Valentine's Day this month, but we are talking about an element of, hmm, how you say, relationships, and that's debunking the single life. So we have two guests here, two very special guests. Um, and Hannah, why don't you give them our start off question? Sure. So within that context of debunking the single life, we want to practice not asking single people for the very first question are you seeing anyone (laughs) are you in a relationship we think that's annoying we probably do it ourselves so instead of that 
I'm gonna start with you, Kate. Kate, tell me about yourself. What keeps you busy? That's a great, very sensitive question, Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, a lot of things keep me busy. I have a lot of hobbies. Um, you know, I live in Colorado, so those keep me busy. I do work a full-time job, so that also keeps me very busy. Um, and you know, sometimes I go on dates on the side. <laughs> just she's being very modest but Kate is um an environmental engineer and she's pretty hot stuff with that and then also she's an extremely elite athlete um <laughs> who loves outdoor adventure and is always ready for a sport that is true also can I just say long time listener and first time caller so thanks for having me oh wow thank you Thank you so much. So Kate will be our female perspective um, on this podcast and our male perspective. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Um, my, my name is Patty. It's actually a nickname. Um, but yeah, I just want to clear that up for everybody. Uh, I just found out about this podcast recently, but uh, Rachel and I have been friends for a while and I know her husband for uh, quite some time now as well. So Super excited to have just found out about this podcast and now making my first debut on it and uh, pumped to be here and share some insight from the male perspective. We are so glad to have you here, Patty. We actually, I recently shared this with you, but you were the first person that um, we learned about to live in Ann Arbor at Concordia. So before any of us ever worked here or knew anything about Concordia Ann Arbor, our dad was super pumped because your name is Andrew Patrick, which is our brother's first and middle name, but it's his first and last name, hence Patty. That's right. Oh. Yeah. It's great. What a, small what a small world. What a small world. Yeah. So, and now we're friends, which is great. That's right. Yeah, now we watch Tiger King and we hang out and, and, yeah. and you know, we snack out. We watch Tiger King together. So I think anyone that you watch Tiger King with, you just, from there, it's just, it can only go up. A lifelong bond, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> All right, Hannah, you want to get our hacks going? Yeah, yes. Um, really quick, not to be a one-upper, Kate and I have been friends since we were 14. Um, <laughs> okay, let's get into the hacks. We can't uh, beat that. Hacks are hack yes or hack no you can decide if you'd like to elaborate on your answer or if you just wanna leave it at that. Um, I'll read the question and then you can just kind of take turns responding to the statement. Hack yes if you agree, hack no if you disagree. From these today, we're doing the hack yeses and hack no's of dating apps. Heck yes. And hilariously, Hannah has never had one or been on one. So this should be good. It is good. All right. Hack yes. <laughs> hack yes or hack no. Always have a friend approve your profile before going live. Hmm. I'll say hack no. I think you can go live. You know, personally, it's a very vulnerable thing to allow somebody to see your profile. You're like talking about yourself, which for me is an uncomfortable thing. So I didn't have anybody view it, you know, before I went live. I like to just test the water, see what's out there. If it's working, great. If you end up talking with somebody and it comes up and you want some input, 
then I've sought that out, but I think you could just put it on there and see what happens. You'll see what's out there and what people generally do. There's a lot of patterns. So, you know, you do it's what like you can. An algorithm. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Patty? Well, personally, I, and I'm not judging, I have never been on dating apps. Oh, uh, wow. But I will go. <laughs> Uh, and I'm not judging. I have friends that have found significant others through dating apps. And I totally understand that it's 2021 and it's, you know, everything's technology based anyway. So I'm not knocking it. I'm not even saying that I will never do it, but um, I just personally haven't done it yet this far in my life. But uh, I probably would, <laughs> I probably would say heck yes on this. And I'm thinking to myself that, you know, I wouldn't be as nervous or anxious about what photos I put up there myself. I would probably uh send um some proofreading edits to my friends to make sure my profile <laughs> is uh you know laid out you know and demonstrates who I am as a person and uh, more importantly there's no spelling errors or anything that sounds <laughs> off if I'm trying to describe like my personality on a dating app or, or any, anything of that nature I guess it's always good to have a second set of eyeballs to, mm -hmm. to look it over so that's probably what I would do 100 percent. did you send it to um female or male friends oh that's a good question um it'd probably be one of my best guy friends from back at home honestly it's what my gut's telling me right now so i'll roll with that mm -hmm. one patty has a lot of speaking of high school buddies that you guys are he has like a core group nice that's right yeah, yeah. Bunch of his buddies back home buddies back yep. home <laughs> Seeing pretty soon one of them's turning uh 30 in a couple weeks we're going to park city utah so, oh fun so nice. shout out to park city and shout out to my buddy drew <laughs> turning 30 shout out park park city city listeners. <laughs> my favorite blogger is from park city that's crazy wow so many connections you know february's the best connections really so patty seeing as you've never been on a dating app you're really gonna have to put this in the hypothetical context okay so it's not totally gonna fine. be which you can do okay. You can do it. You can do it. All right. Hack yes or hack no. Having periods of being on apps and being off apps is essential for your mental health. Hack yes. 100%. Hack yes. That's hack all. Yes. <laughs> for Patty, it's always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Always <laughs> off. Okay, good. Um, we might talk a little bit more about that later. Hack yes or hack no. If you match a second time and sorry, if you match a second time and you've already had a first date, it's a no. That's only happened to me one time and that was a, a no. <laughs> so heck yeah. Like we already tried this. You must have put on some different pictures. Sorry about it. Still a no. <laughs> I would I would probably say no as well, especially if if I wasn't feeling it after the first date. So right. Yeah. Okay. My, that, that makes sense. Chuckle about it, but that's about it. <laughs> Say that again, Patty. I said it might have like a little DM chuckle about like yeah, yeah. you know again, and then just keep it moving. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Good. Okay, Patty. This one you're really gonna have to put in the hypothetical. Hack yes or hack no. You have a standard first date for dating app potentials. That's such a Hannah question. That's what makes me laugh. <laughs> What do you think, Patty? Um, are you saying like a standard low, like what what I do? Um, exactly. Like we always go to Starbucks. Oh, 
Uh, I probably would do uh, some type of like low key bar or brewery. Um, not not something like super crowded or anything like that, but uh, something that's like a little bit more relaxing. You know, not not too like club like or anything, where I'm gonna be like shouting across the table, um, which I have had that happen before, where I'm like you know speaking pretty loudly just to just to get my like you know whatever story I'm telling or like getting to know somebody. So probably something like that, restaurant or bar that's a little bit more chill. What about you, Kate? Also, hack yes. I think it's good. For me personally, it's nice to like commit to something that's going to be quick and you can like keep it to an hour. You can have a drink and then you can leave at that point or you can have a second drink if it's going well, but you're not like committed to a full day skiing or, you know, a hike into the wilderness with a person that could be a murderer. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I like that. All right. Here's the last one that that makes a lot of sense. Hack yes or hack no. If you know the person in real life, it's a no. Ooh, if you see them on a dating app, but you know them in real life? Yes, thank you for clarifying. Mm. I've usually said no, because like if they know me in real life, then they can, I'd say it's probably a hack maybe, but I always say no, because I've thought maybe they just need the encouragement that I would be interested, so it should be a yes. But also, if you know me, you can just ask me out in person. Yeah, like in general, real life, like life is a dating app in general, you know? Right. They could swipe right so just like in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Or left. Yeah, I agree with that. I feel like it takes away the excitement to just like meeting someone brand new that's, mm-hmm. you know, looking for the same things that you are on the dating app. So, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Well, awesome. You got, you really did a really nice job, Patty, for never being on a dating app. I, <laughs> and me also for creating the questions. Yeah, um, all around. Good job. Thank you. Effort all around. Kate for clarifying the questions that you up and me for. Rooting. You can tell we've known each other since 14. <laughs> Simpatico. Okay. Well, guess what, Kate? I've known her all my life. So if that's. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to have a little panel panel discussion, especially in the male and female perspective, and we're going to ask you guys a few questions, and we'd love for you guys to start off with sharing some of the personal positives and negatives of being single this past pandemic year, and then, or if you'd like to expand on that just in general. Who wants to start? Yeah. Kate, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, yeah, the pandemic dating is interesting. I think the positives or being single, I guess, during the pandemic, I feel like it's just a stressful time for everybody. And I see some of some of my friends with kids that not only have to navigate their own like, life and work schedules and general stresses, and also have to deal with like, kids getting to school and kids being in school and out of school and that is definitely um some a stress that I haven't had to deal with which I feel like is a positive for me uh, a little more flexible and um I just have to worry about basically myself and my roommate and our exposure not a large family with exposure going kind of everywhere so that's been a little bit I'm sure a positive for me negative um I think that the opportunities to meet people 
are definitely limited, um, if not non-existent, um, just from not really doing normal social things or events or, you know, getting into different circles and things. So that's kind of a negative as far as dating is concerned. Um, but it's also freed up a lot of time because I'm not seeing quite as many friends. And so, um, you know, there's the opportunity to go on dates that I have like free time that I wouldn't have otherwise had. So, you know, lots of highs, lots of lows for, you know, pandemic dating, I suppose. Great responses. <laughs> what about you, Patty? I would uh, definitely like piggyback off some things that Kate said, like, you know, early on when especially we didn't really know what we were going up against in this virus, you know, there was a lot of just hysteria and, you know, nervousness, anxiety. And I like remember thinking to myself, you know, because I'm such a basketball guy that the tournament like had canceled right during March, obviously, when everything got crazy. And I remember thinking to myself, selfishly, I'm so thankful I'm not in school still. And I don't have any kids because, you know, as the months went by, I was like, man, what's going to happen when school starts? And then obviously, you know, with my work, I work with a lot of um, people who have, have kids and families. And I just would hear the stress and anxieties from them. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, I, I can't take that for granted during this time. Um, but, you know, for myself, unfortunately, I wasn't working like all summer either, um, which actually like really bummed me out. Uh, but like COVID kind of came in my life at a kind of a perfect time. I felt kind of like burnt out with work. I was working like crazy. And, you know, back then we all were thinking it was going to be like two to three weeks, you know, flatten the curve type thing. And then uh, as time went on, you know, we started seeing the seriousness of it. And, uh, you know, I, I remember having just a talk with my buddies and it kind of like hit home to me. I was like, this is going to be like a crazy time for everybody. And definitely don't want to like force feed any type of relationships, but I also don't want to write off anybody if there is chemistry there. But I also understood, you know, that other people were in relationships and some people were still working, some weren't. So I knew there was like animosity among some relationships. So that was like another thing I was thankful about where if I met somebody and they were working during this time and maybe we did have some chemistry, I would have felt some type of way because I had all this free time, like waiting for her to get off of work. And maybe she wouldn't have wanted to start hanging out with me right away because, you know, she just got off work. She's tired, things of that nature. So it definitely was like some pros and cons. But I just remember telling myself that dating during this time would be extremely weird because it was so limited options of what you could do. And I just think it might send the wrong message if, if I'm just like, yeah, come over to my apartment. You know, first time that we're, we're hanging out when, you know, we potentially haven't met in person or anything like that. But uh you know, definitely cons too. I think just with being human overall, as well as like, it does get lonely during COVID because you just can't distract yourself with that as much entertainment or even seeing friends or family. So, you know, those basic human elements of, of not having interaction with people is tough during this time. And I know we all are kind of going through that, whether you're single or, you know, dating or married or whatever the case may be. So it's definitely been a whirlwind of emotions the last, you know, 12 months, I guess we're, we're closing in on. But uh, don't know if it's yeah, a long way. It's been a while. It's been a while. I can't believe <laughs> it's only been a year, but also been a whole year. It's a mix of all those feelings and all those things. And I think that's actually a really good point, too, of just um, the kind of in between, like a non marriage, or, you know, there's folks who have pressures and they have kids that they're dealing with, and then folks like 
me and Kyle married without kids and then folks who are just dating and like that's probably hard too because can you see each other what are each other's roommates doing you know are you working mm -hmm. and lots of pros and cons for all of them I I will say Kyle and I whatever we called family members or especially Hannah and the craziness of kids and we would hang up and be like whoo okay let's go get a growler <laughs> <laughs> so jealous we were, we were I like how you call people folks is that new for you <laughs> I don't know it might be podcast nerves I don't know um okay so give your perspectives on this and I like this question um do you feel that there's societal pressure to date or be in a relationship and if so what does that look like I think there's sometimes um societal pressures for me it's hard to like decipher whether it's actually a societal pressure versus just like a perceived societal pressure that doesn't actually exist you know like does anyone actually care like um a christmas party or something like that does anyone care if i show up by myself probably not am i self-conscious about showing up by myself probably you know things like that that it's like is that just a self-consciousness or does anyone actually care i think there are some things that are like assumed like <laughs> My roommate and I were laughing. I bought a house during this pandemic and um, Congrats. my realtor, thank you, thank you. It was an adventure. Um, my realtor or my lender sent me this Christmas ornament that said, our first home. And it was like, well, he's he or she is making a lot of assumptions about sending me an ornament that says our first home. It's technically just my first home. So there's things like that that's like, I don't know if I'd call it a pressure, but there are some assumptions that are made or, you know, funny things that you can laugh off or, um, or take personally either way. But I think that there's some like assumptions that are made when you reach a certain age or, or whatever about certain paths of life that um, people expect sometimes that they're not really aware that they're making those assumptions when they send you an ornament for our first home, things like that. And then Kate, like even on, we've had conversations too, like even on the opposite spectrum, like your parents, they never want to, you know, make you feel awkward or uncomfortable. So like, they like, don't ask you about it at all. It's like, well, you know, that's a part yeah. of me too, is like right. somebody who's dating. So there's that other side to it too. For the your Yeah, it's a fine line to walk between, like you started out saying, um, you don't, you don't always just want to ask like, so who are you dating or how's dating going? which that question I don't mind so much. It's like, uh, uh, there's some other questions that end up being a little bit more like, well, why aren't you there? Like, why, why are you single? And it's like supposed to be a compliment, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. That makes me mad. The ornament makes me mad as well. The ornament was weird. It was pretty funny. I threw it away and my roommate dug it out of the garbage and hung it up, so. <laughs> I think I have to keep it now. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think, Patty? Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like majority of the time when I do run into uh, like this type of question and, and things of that nature, it's actually not really around family or friends because I just feel like, you know, as I'm thinking about this question, I think my family and friends just know that if I was dating somebody and, and 
someone I, I felt uh, strongly enough to bring around my friends and family, then I would have brought them around. So they don't need to ask, like, is there someone you're dating or like, what, you know, are you seeing anybody? Cause like, you know, at that point you're, I feel like the people that know you best, if you are bringing someone around and they know that you truly care about them or you call them as a lot of us always do is calling our friends if things are going well in the, you know, the dating direction and things of that nature. Um, I know for myself, I haven't brought, uh, a girl around my parents in quite some time. So, uh, that's kind of like a big, uh, box I wanted to check before, you know, that, that happens next in my life. Um, but I feel like it, it might be like the, the, the random people that just kind of ask, um, that don't know you as well. Cause it's like that awkward question that can kind of create some dialogue. If you get stuck talking to somebody like on the elevator or like in between like a work or something like that. Um, I don't really get too much pressure in regards to like, why, why are you still single? Like, why aren't you dating? And then the only time that it does happen to me, I'll just be like, well, there's a pandemic going on. And it kind of just, <laughs> it, it kind of just ends the conversation right there because uh, you know, sometimes you're just not in the mood to really discuss those type of things, especially based off of who's asking those questions. You know, that that's just myself personally. Um, yeah. I was going to yeah. say, Kate, I wonder if you get like a different, vibe than patty gets because like we always have like this biological clock factor going or it's like <laughs> like if anybody would even get that person like are you gonna freeze your eggs it's like what <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, I, guess. I feel like unfortunately especially if your realtor like, asked you that that would just oh yeah fine. if your realtor <laughs> asked you that fire fire <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think yeah, I, I do wonder if the expectation or like the the clock for men and women is different a little bit. I would say, I, I would say that Patty has a good point of like, if you're talking about it, it's probably with friends and family and it's probably coming up more naturally. So if you're asking about it and it hasn't come up and you, you don't know them very well, it's probably not something that they really want to talk to you about. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Straight up. I have, I have a question. So, you know, I've been married since I was 22, got very married, very young and discovered a lot of myself, like as a wife, um, because you go through the, the period of your twenties and you're still like figuring out who you are. I mean, I'm still figuring out who I am, um, every day. What as somebody who's gone through their twenties for largely single, what do you know about yourself that I might not know about myself? Can I just, uh, can I say yeah. too, real quick? For some yeah. reason, I identify more with a single person than a married person. So I, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you Dang. got married like a little like later. Yeah, maybe. that's true. Um, you know, I'll just kind of jump in. I feel like you know, the first thing that sticks out to me in a, a huge uh, time of my life where I was starting to get more comfortable with, uh, with this was this last year uh, with COVID and everything. I just feel like you know now that I'm in my later 20s I just feel way more like comfortable with myself like just being by myself where you know there's starting to be like more studies out now about how like much people really are on their phones or like they're not going outside enough and things of that nature and I just felt like it was like a really good time to kind of like work on those different little hobbies or new things that we all know we should be doing and uh, really just devote some time to it. Whereas, you know, I, I started thinking to myself about my early 20s where I always wanted to be around people. I always wanted to, 
know what the next hangout session was or the party or, or when can I travel and, and explore and, or do fun things. Whereas now it's just like, you know, like I did that time and everything like that, but it's totally okay with just hanging by myself tonight and relaxing, getting some me time. And I also thought about this recently as well. And I wonder if I would, you know, have dated or been with somebody during that time, maybe it would have delayed that process even later, especially if we would have, you know, had kids and things like that, where you're obviously your free time and your me time is, you know, going pretty quickly at that point. Um, so I know for myself, like just being comfortable, like going to the coffee shop, actually the last two days I've been to the coffee shop in Ann Arbor and been having a blast just cause they just opened back up and I'm just, I'm just sitting there like on my laptop doing work, reading, uh, you know, listening to music, whatever the case may be. Um, and I, I just feel like if I was, when I was 23, I would never have done that or 20, or even 24. Yeah. Which I didn't realize everything opened back up. Someone told me they went out to eat last weekend and I was like, wait, how? So well, I've been under a rock. <laughs> yeah. another, another con of being married. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I do notice a big difference of friends in relationships who are comfortable being by themselves and those who are not. And it, you can be a lot closer with friends in relationships if they are, because they don't always have to be with their significant other and you can have a one-on-one -on -one relationship with them and it's I think that's a huge benefit to being single later in life or at any point in life that is underestimated for sure yeah, yeah. definitely I couldn't agree more with that which Hala you and Zach are so. good about that too you don't need to affirm me Kate <laughs> well <laughs> okay, I, that's just a compliment <laughs> you guys can have your own episode where you <laughs> I'm just kidding uh, each other. Kate what do you think it's about hard that, to though? know I think it's hard for me to know like what would be different because I wasn't married at 22. I guess um, I could make some assumptions about what it would have been like or what I would have maybe not experienced or missed out on or what I would have learned. But um, maybe I think some of the like independence or self-sufficiency that like, I'm not saying you can't learn that in if you're married early, but like you're kind of forced to learn that a little bit more or maybe a little bit more deeply if you don't have like personally, I am terrible at making decisions, but I have learned that I have to because there's no one as equally invested in some of the decisions I'm making in terms of like the lifelong consequences as if like you could share that with a partner who's like really in it with you for the long haul if you have to do that I think um if you don't have that when you're making a lot of those critical decisions at 22 you know like life path wise I think you end up probably having to practice some self-sufficiency at some level that mm -hmm. you wouldn't otherwise have to maybe yeah or even just like falling into a traditional gender role and never learning how to do something from yeah. the other side yeah yeah. And I think like Patty exploring kind of what you actually like to do with your time. Like it's kind of a luxury to be able to, oh, to be yeah. single and be able to explore some of that stuff. And like, mm -hmm. you don't have the consequences of like, you know, I get teased because I have a lot of hobbies that, you know, in Colorado, they're not cheap, but like, I don't have to think about, you know, a kid's tuition versus buying a pair of skis and trying to learn how to ski you know there's just right. certain things that are a little easier to explore when there's not like other people that you have to have to factor in some of those decisions and i think it's also important that people like actually make time to do it even if 
they are dating, you know, I, I, I know for myself, I've been single for a while now and I like take pride in those things. You know, it's like, well, it's like, like, this is actually who I am. So I almost feel more confident when I do start dating again. And, you know, I'm getting to know uh, somebody and I'm just explaining to her that, you know, like, this is what I do in my free time. Like, this is what's important to me. It's also a way like, to demonstrate like who I am as an individual. Like I, I actually go to movies by myself, you know, like, I, I, you tell that to some, you tell that to some people, and they think that they're talking to like an alien, you know, like a, a complete weirdo. And I'm like, no, like go, go to the movies by yourself, or go to the mall by yourself, go to, go eat lunch by yourself, go sit at the bar after work, you know, like things, things that aren't really as far fetched as people might, you know, just get in their own head about. But uh, I think it's also, you know, just build self confidence within yourself too, and not be insecure by things that you take passion in. I love that. You know who loves to go to a movie by herself is advisory board member Tammy Ferry. Our mom. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Nice. I like that. <laughs> I didn't know she did that. I love her. Just a little. She, she weasels her way in every episode. She's probably laughing at herself right now. She listens to this while she runs. Okay, Chach, I wrote a lot of hacks. So let's just choose our favorite one. And for so for this section, we um ask you something that we think that maybe our listeners would need a little advice on or your tip and you become the experts in that area so uh this one i'm gonna make it into a twofold part so the first is a hack for getting out of a date that is not going well asap or on the opposite hand how to make somebody kind of move forward or push the relationship on if it is going well I can't wait to hear hear this answer from Mr. Smooth. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> Swag. Like, do you stay at the bathroom and leave, or does that is that not actually you can't? That's do that. only in no. the movies he goes to. By himself. No, you can't. Only do in the that. movies. Okay. No, you can't do that. You can't even do the whole like, like call me and act like somebody's dying or anything like that or, or you're stuck on the side of the road you can't do that to, to somebody yeah I mean I feel like if any if, if it's going that bad I feel like I probably would go very very short answer <laughs> like one or two word answers you know start being very lethargic not as you know passionate <laughs> like in conversation a you know, big maybe yawn start, a big yawn perhaps no, I don't know if I yawn. You know, maybe I'll start like adjusting my like, you know, just like kind of adjusting like what I'm talking about a lot, kind of make it seem like I'm all over the place, not interested. Maybe like looking around the bar or restaurant you're at, or you know, <laughs> like just just start looking very disinterested because that's what you are, and then maybe tell her I have work early in the morning. Oh, <laughs> I like How that. How was that? Was that good? Yeah, I that's think good. you told me that about this podcast, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know you work early. Somewhere. I don't know what to be up that early tomorrow. Come on. I just want to make sure. I just want to make sure I could be on. Yeah. I think that's why I like to um, control the like the activity for the first date situation a little bit because it's like if you're just getting a cup of coffee or getting a drink, then there's like a very clear out of like, oh, do you want to get another one? No, actually, and I like to have also somewhere to be afterwards, either in real life or fake. <laughs> like something I've thought of ahead of time like I just really I have to um I'm meeting a friend for something and I would usually have something better to say because I would have thought of it ahead of time and then you can just like get out of there 
<laughs> oh, I like that. Okay, I'm gonna bring this, I'm gonna bring this full circle. And this is how we started the podcast, but I wanna know, Basat, when we're not in a pandemic, how do you respond to private like questions that you don't feel like answering or talking about? You can't just hmm. answer in a pandemic. Like uh, who, who's asking them to, who, who's the person um, asking them to? Um, your uncle. <laughs> my, well, I don't, my my family lives out of state so i wouldn't be as cutthroat because i don't see him as often so i probably would just be like, probably just be like yeah you know i'm real busy with work right now or yeah you know i i'm definitely keep my eyes open or something like that kind of keep it lighthearted. You're but if so it was good. somebody if, if it was somebody that like every time i see them yeah and they ask me which it there are some people like that and really you know, even though they're very yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, they're they're like really good friends, but you know, it's just kind of like one of those things that they, I don't know, like think that they could talk to me about and have like a little buddy buddy, you know, talk about yeah. nothing like super serious, but just it's yeah. always brought up. Like, so you seen anybody? And it's just like, no, you know. And then I know this this last time, you know, I kind of told this friend, I said, uh, you know, I, I know you've been asking me like last couple of times I've seen you, and you know, I've just really been using this time to like focus on myself. So I think the whole dating thing will be put off for a little bit. Cause it's, it's nice. like one of those things you want to like go in like a little bit more detail to like they remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it might be like a month or two months down the road and you know, they'll think to themselves like, Oh, I wonder if he's seen anybody. Oh, but I remember he kind of gave me that. Lengthy yeah. <laughs> well, I think also but, it, it like gets to some people's notion that like being married is the end goal in life. And so like, I'm going to keep asking you because like, that's gotta be your, the end goal. Right. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. It's always yeah. the next step for you. And as soon as you're married for me, it's like, what? Oh, are you going to have kids soon? Like, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And then that's it's like, great. when are you going to have your next one? But people have finally stopped asking me that because I just pop them up. <laughs> good on hands. Like, are you done yet? Are you done yet? <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, I guess I don't, I, I don't know that I am. I'm not super sensitive about the questions. I feel like most people that I'm around are pretty good about they're almost like you said to the other end of the spectrum of just like not asking enough because I don't want to offend. So then it's like, well, you can ask me, it's a part of my life. But um, I think it's, I don't get too many people that ask like super invasive questions about dating. I think that's pretty easy to just kind of brush those off as like, clearly I'm avoiding your actual question. I'm just going to give you an answer that doesn't really answer the question, but you're going to understand that I don't want to answer your question. <laughs> but in general, I think people are pretty good. They'll ask like a bit of a question. And if I really want to talk to them about it, I'll go into it. And if I don't, it, I'll give kind of a brief answer. Like, yeah, I, I date, I, you know, I haven't been dating consistently or I've, I've been seeing somebody, but it's not super serious or whatever kind of generic question. They don't usually ask too personal follow-ups unless I know them really well. Oh, that's nice. I have, I feel like I have a lot of invasive people in my life. <laughs> Glad for you guys. Okay. We're going to wrap this up here. Hannah, we're going to come up, we come up with hashtags based off our conversation. Hannah and I will pitch them to you. Hannah, do you have any? Okay, well, some of these hashtags were some ideas for um, the title of this episode, but I've chosen a different title. So hashtag swiping right and swabbing noses. 
<laughs> For the pandemic dating. <laughs> that got me. Hashtag. <laughs> these are like pandemic dating themes. Hashtag quarantine and quality time. <laughs> and this one is based off of Patty's idea that like people will ask you in the elevator if you're dating someone. You know, I have to like give an elevator pitch. So this is hashtag elevator ditch. Doors open. Love that. Those are good. I only had two. Mine are both. Well, okay. I have a couple. Hashtag this has to be Kate's Kate's realtor. Hashtag I hate this hour, Nement. Because our first home. I get it. Uh, I hate this hour, Nement. Hashtag uh, what you can do with your money is buy some luxury skis. (laughs) do it um and this one's for you patty never been on a dating app hashtag don't app apologize (laughs) (laughs) i do want to vote for that one they're all they're all all great though you guys were taking notes during this or something yeah yeah it was it's, good. Wow, that's that's pretty good. It's, I like our that. Our podcast, even though you just discovered it, it is about three years old, but um, that's totally fine. Yeah, you're gonna have to catch up, professionals. I know. I was I was like so pumped when when I was over there hanging out. We were talking about it. Like, I'm a big podcast guy, so this. Is- yeah, yeah. He's gonna get into it. Movies, podcasts. Let me just share a couple of his talents when he talks about getting to know himself. Running is new for him, Hannah. You'll be excited. Not new, but about like you ran your first. Well, he was supposed to run a marathon this year, but it got canceled, so he ran his own marathon. Love it. Nice. And yeah. biking. Yes. Yes. Big biker now. I got a, I got my bike right before the pandemic, and I couldn't be Ooh, more solid. Happy, happy about it. Yeah. Hit the road. Very fun. Hannah yeah. and Kate do triathlons. Nice. I mean, I'm trying to. For the people who cheer for the triathletes yeah I'm, i've only done one i've only done one sprint triathlon but that's that's probably what i'm going to be getting into in the next few years love it well you guys yes, thank you it. so much for coming on and being guests on this topic i know that so many listeners whether they're in a relationship or not are gonna love it so thank you for taking time out of your night to be on sister hack thanks for listening to sister hack For podcast news and updates and some awesome pictures, be sure to follow Hannah and Rachel on Instagram by following at Sister Hack Podcast.